You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. All right, today, everyone, I would like to thank you all for being with us uh, on today for this uh, podcast and all of the information that will be shared. So I'm going to uh, first start off in prayer before we get started. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time, praying that this meeting would be all of you and none of us. We thank you, O oh God, for our guest on today, Mr. Tashim Ransom. I pray, Lord, that you would give him wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on what to say that will minister to those that have ears to hear. So we thank you, O oh God, and we just ask that you would anoint this podcast in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Tashim, Tashim. Thank you so much for taking time out. I know we've been trying to get together to get this podcast going for a while, but we did it today and it was very impromptu and unplanned, but those are some of the best podcasts. So Tashim, can you just tell the listeners just a little bit about you? Just a, just a teeny tiny bit, because I'll, I'll ask the rest of the questions, but whatever comes to your mind, uh, I will start by saying, just giving Tashim a little bit of help. Uh, Tashim was one of the students, he was a student that graduated from uh, Sala Foundation, which is the name of the school that I have founded here in Atlanta. And he... Uh, he did graduate and we had some hiccups uh, as he was on his road to graduation, but he, he seems to tell me that he's a transformed man uh, now in his 20s. Uh, I think you came out in 2014, right? 13. 2013? Yes, 2013. Okay, so I just want to talk a little bit about um, who he is now and then we're going to kind of go back. So Tashim, who are you and how are you? I'm okay. Um, I wouldn't say okay, okay, but I'm okay that I'm alive and I can breathe and pray and do multiple things because at a point of time that I was growing up, I couldn't. I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do because I had trouble history and it followed me to my adulthood and I got into a relationship with a female and it didn't go as planned that I wanted to. I'm digging myself out the hole now. <laughs> okay. Oh, from that relationship? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. It's, um, it's tragic. And it's, it's very depressing. It takes you through depression mode a lot, thinking about it and just going through things that you went through, well, that I went through. Because 
I was strongly into a woman that wasn't into me. Mm. I was going to work. I was doing everything that I needed to do. I paid the bills. I lived above my means. And I had to really calm down from that. <laughs> because I lived beyond my means and I got put out my apartment dealing with this female and a lot of things happened dealing with this female. And it transitioned my life to not go up but go down. But as I pray and as I move on with my life, I had to let that go and just give it to God. It was hard at the beginning because it was like two years ago, but dealing with it now, it's not that hard. Yeah, I give it gets easier. Time heals all wounds, yes. from what I understand. So that's because I actually I actually have a Bible. You might not remember this Bible, but I take this Bible everywhere with me. I got this Bible from you when I was in school. Amen. You know what, Tashim? That's that's encouraging to me because I talk so much. I know I get on the kids' nerves talking about God and talking about different situations. But the thing is, at the time, like right now, the students that we have, they don't understand, just like you didn't understand. But yeah. what I do understand is keep talking to you all about it. And one day you're gonna dig in that sack of the things that I have said. And you're going to remember those things and because God will bring those things back to your remembrance and it will make you a better person. A lot of those things that are taught, uh, the things that I teach, because I like to teach uh, life lessons that go along with uh, the academia, but they don't mean a whole lot to kids at the time. 10th, 11th, 12th grade, they kind of think that they are invincible of the challenges that life will bring. Definitely. <laughs> but life has a way. Life has a way of straightening you out and bringing you back to a reality. And, you know, we talk a lot about uh, to the young men now about females, about this thing. I need you to come to the school and talk to these young men. <laughs> I will. Please. Please, because, well, let me just say this. You didn't end up going to, going to jail as a result of it, did you? Yes, I did. And the points of after I went to jail, we actually both went to jail because she tried to interact with my family members when they came on the scene, and it did not go good. Like she tried to hit my mom. She tried to run my mom over with a car and tried to run my sister over with a car. No. So she was like, bona she was a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom and them told me to leave the female alone. But as a young man in my early 20s, I was just, I was hard headed. Didn't want to listen. I didn't want to, I wanted to know why everybody wanted to just regulate on my uh, relationship come to realize I needed to hear all that I need to hear 
oh, you don't need to mess with her. She just wanted you for your money because you're a hard worker and she knows that you go to work and come home. And I do. It's nothing out here in the streets for me. I, I've been in the streets. Like, I, I done had friends. I done had associates. I done been there and done that. So to do it again and miss out on the opportunity of working, I will not do that. Because I got more opportunities of going to work, waking up early mornings and going to work than I had dealing with people in the streets or mm-hmm. dealing with dealing with nonsense, period. More nonsense bring more trouble. Mm-hmm. So I had to <laughs> cut out the nonsense and just tighten up on to getting to know who I am. Yeah. I didn't know who I was at one point in time as a person. I was just waking up, going to work. Mm-hmm. For When you were with her? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was waking up, going to work, just going to pay bills, paying bills. Whatever makes her happy, I'm happy. I was about to say, while she was creating them? Yep. Yeah. So did you ever feel like something was wrong? Felt like it after probably a couple of arguments that we had i was like why we keep having arguments i'm not an argument type of person I'm, um i'm a laid-back type of person I, I really don't try to raise my voice and get into it with a female i didn't got into it with my mom so much that i try to x out that equation like if i gotta argue with you or raise my voice or we gotta tussle or anything i don't I don't need to be in that same room as you because you can mm. trigger at any type of time. That's right. That's not right. That's not right. So you you've gained a lot of wisdom as a result of this relationship. Let me tell you something. Sometimes things will happen in our lives that don't feel. You know how they say, um, "God is good." right and really the things that happen uh as a result of where god is trying to get you to go it is good for you but it may not feel good in the process you understand but god knew that that situation um had a strong possibility of turning you around now there are some people it's only been a couple of years you said like two years ago Um, And so during this process, God is refining you and he's perfecting you to be the man that he has called you to be. And so you said a few things. You said that you got into a a lot of arguments with your mom. Your mom was trying to tell you to leave this female alone. She was using you and you couldn't see it at the time. You were you were blinded. And so what was the exact defining moment that you said, I got to get out of this relationship? <laughs> um, one time she came to my house. I was living alone. <laughs> she came to my apartment. And I was in my apartment alone. And someone just came and knocked on my door. 
then they knocking on my door, they banging on my door. Next thing I know, I hear, I know you in there. I know you in there. Like, I know that's not my girlfriend. <laughs> it was her. So I opened the door. She, why you in here by yourself? Why you who you here? Da, 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 da. I'm like, nobody's in here. I'm by myself. I really don't feel good. I got a cold. She's like, yeah, right. Somebody in here should go opening all the doors in my house. All of them. <laughs> Tried to see who was in my house, looking under my bed, a lot of things. Then second reason, she uh, she bit me in my face. And I was bleeding out my face. So I was it was really over with after that because it was getting aggressive. Like, it was really getting physical. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to have to pack all my things up. So it, it was your house, though, right? Yeah, it was my house. So you were going to pack up because she knew where you lived? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So after that, a couple months later, it cooled down. Nothing happened for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. I'm like, all right, I might give her another shot. Which I shouldn't, which I shouldn't have. I gave her another shot, not knowing. Once the day that she bit me in my face, she called the police on me. Mm, she said, yeah, she said I beat her up. I had a warrant out for my arrest, not knowing she didn't tell me or nothing. So I let her come back in a couple of days. It was my birthday around the time. Two days after my birthday, we get into an argument because I see a, a old classmate that I was that I seen. I asked, I was like, "Wow, you got skinny." Well, I told her she got skinny, and she, my girlfriend at the moment, she was like, "Don't be telling no girl she got skinny." I was like, I was just, I wasn't trying to talk to her nothing, but she got mad at that. So we got back to my house. She slams her phone at the um, glass mirror. When she slammed the phone at the glass mirror, the glass mirror fell and broke. Mm. Next thing you know, she poured Hennessy all over my TV. And that's when things got serious. Yeah. It was, it was over with after that. Cops mm. came. All, all things happened. Like the cops was like, what's going on? They see glass broken. And they just was like, Yeah, you gotta go to jail, buddy. I was like, Yeah, this is not worth it. Me fighting for my life and I say, I love you, I do this for you, do that for you, and to turn around and get my things broken inside my place of residence where I live at. It's not worth it. That you worked for every day. Yeah, I worked hard for it. I'm actually, I got to live in my sister house now because apartment complexes don't want to <laughs> have me at their apartments because of that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what would you, so let me ask, have you, did you ever find out that she had some mental health issues that you didn't know about? No, I did not. But 
her dad was giving me signs and everything before we even started dating. When I met her dad, he was like, the funniest thing that he said, he said, how, how are you going to eat, son? I said, what you mean? I said, what you mean? He was like, how are you going to eat? What you going to eat? You going to eat out every day? I was like, no, I know how to cook. He was like, it's good that you know how to cook. She don't. I said, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the dad was trying to warn me and everything. The mom was trying to warn me. I was, I just wanted to try to talk to the female. And it, it didn't go as pretty. Was she pretty? What did you like about her? She was pretty, but it was her attitude that was towards everyone else. Her attitude was very ugly to everyone else. Everyone. So what did what did you what were you attracted to? I was attracted to her personality. I didn't actually after I didn't bring her around nobody because I was like, yeah, I don't <laughs> want nobody to be like, yeah. So you had enough sense to deal with what you were gonna deal with at home alone with nobody else around, but yeah. got it. Yeah, so <laughs> once I started bringing her around, everybody was like, yeah, that's not the girl for you. And I'm like, why did everybody want to say that's not the girl for me? And I understand why. She wasn't, she wasn't, she didn't have all the sins. Mm. Yeah. So if you could tell somebody, if you could talk to some young men uh, and some mothers, because I'm sure just as much as you're hurt, your mother was hurt through this process. You're her son. Yeah. So I want to take you back just a little bit because I know that you remember this incident. And uh, I don't know if it's just coming back to you. Um, have you thought about this? I know at some point when uh, there was a young lady that I know thought you were the bomb. This was in high school now. This young lady thought that you were everything. And I knew that she thought you were everything. And I'm like, mm -mm, leave him alone because he's not, he, he, he's not ready. He's not, he, he's not into you like you're into him. Almost what you just said about this young lady. And you had gone to a, a prom or a, some kind of event in another school, another school system, and she didn't know. And so the police at that time called the school asking if we had a Tashin because they knew they were not familiar with you. So somebody else had told them because some phones came up missing. You, do you recall this event? No. Yeah, some phones came up missing. So they were calling, trying to see. And so I called your mom and I didn't know if she was in on it. You know, we called, but she was very open. She was like, let me go and look in his room. And they found all of those people's phones that you had taken at that event. And so the thing is you had went to an event with another female or two, you know, and this young lady did not know, but she really didn't care. Uh, she did, she was hurt, but I was hurt for her. I was hurt for her. 
And I was so mad at you. I had to take us, I had to separate myself from being uh, Dr. Leslie, the administrator, or Dr. Pledger, the administrator, Dr. Pledger, the mom, Dr. Pledger, this person who's supposed to treat everybody fair. <laughs> you remember? Yes. And so uh, I took that hat off for a moment. And I just remember lighting into you so hard because I knew though that, that you did not understand the damage that you were doing to another female. So you're hurting. And this young lady, this lady that you put this stock into, she probably really doesn't know and understand because it's part of her nature right now. She doesn't know and understand the damage that she has done to you. People go into depression. Men go to jail. Some men never love again. Some men don't even know how to, they're constantly protecting their heart after this. They don't know how to recover from it, you know? And the next woman, she's not going to be as lucky because you have to like go to God to teach him how not to guard your heart. And to help you to understand that not all women are like that. And then you have to repent and act to, to God and uh, apologize to your mom and your sister. Because every people think, a lot of men think that when one thing happens to a person, it's just them. This was my situation. This She hurt you. you and y'all did a lot of damage in the process. But it's a lot of shrapnel that flew. You yes. see what I'm saying? All over the place. A lot of people, not just you and not just her. She might be just going on about her business. But on your side, your mother is, I haven't talked to her, but I just know that this is what I do. It's hurting. She might still be hurting over that just as much as you are. You know? And she knows that I'm sure she has to allow you to grow up and allow you to go through those things so that you can man up and so that you will be the man, the father, the uncle, the brother, those things that God has called you to be. But it sounds like you got a good thing going. It's not, as, as hurtful as that situation was, you sound like a new man. Yeah, I had to change my lifestyle. After putting my daughter in the ground, I had to change my lifestyle because it wasn't worth the pain that I was putting people through. Mm. I realized I was putting more pain on my mom and my siblings that I didn't realize like me growing up was just adding fire to the flame. Like I was adding fluid to all the flower, all the flower. Like mm. I was getting in trouble after trouble. Then once I had my daughter, it was just like, I, I'm going to take your daughter from you so you could understand life. Like, mm. it's, it's not a joke. It's not a game. I want you to feel this and take this with you through life. And I'm taking it through life. And it, it, it eats at me every day that I wake up. I want different just for myself. Because if my daughter was here, I couldn't do everything that I wanted to do. I couldn't run around with my homeboys and chill and smoke weed. I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I had a daughter to raise. and It's not like a little boy. 
she's a little girl, so I had to mm. open up and really man up because she needs a father. She don't need a boy to raise her. Like I went in a whole different mode back then, and I haven't got out of it. Yeah. Uh, Tashin, was she the, the, the lady that you just ended this relationship with? Was she the mother of this daughter? No. Okay. I'm still actually in contact with her. And the mother she, of, the, of the daughter? Yes. And she has another little girl. And probably two weeks ago, she asked me to be the godfather. Oh, that was it. It put a little light in my heart. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, is there anybody else in the picture at this point, or are you still just kind of? No, I'm trying to build myself up and get to know who I am as a person before I try to open up to anybody else. Because if I don't understand who I am, how can I understand who somebody else is? And I don't want to put my problems into another relationship. I don't want to be a burden to another person just to talk about my negativity and the things that happened to me. Mm. I don't want it to be a, a, oh, this happened to me, this happened to me type of relationship. I want to come in and I actually want to take it as, oh, can we read the Bible? Can we go to church every Sunday? I'm I'm a different type of person. Like, God actually opened my eyes and changed my perspective on a lot of things. Like, he's amazing. <laughs> I can't say hey, that. Man, you trying to make me cry. I can't cry, man. <laughs> he is amazing. And he do work in mysterious ways because he pulled me through and he opened my eyes to a lot of things. And yeah. I did a lot of more things in life that I would never believe I could do it I didn't never I didn't see myself making it to 26 wow so do you how old are you now I'm 26 26 so do you see yourself at 27 and 47 and 57 now okay amen because a lot of times when people don't see themselves past that number they don't get to pass that number you understand and so that is the enemy speaking bringing death when you can't see it you can't be it and there's a reason because he's letting you know and then you start feeling it you know what i mean so a man thinketh so is he and so if you are thinking that way and feeling that way that means that death angel is around you up until then where you said because it's in your head it's coming out of your mouth you feel it around that time frame because one of my friend's sisters said she didn't think she was going to make it past 50. And she died at 53. Okay. And I've heard other stories like that. Um, so what are your uh, work hours? My work hours is from eight to like seven o'clock at night. Oh, some long hours every day. Mm-hmm. I do electrician work. I'm a um, high voltage check, uh, technician. That's a lot of hours, Tashi. Yeah, I run wires through like Amazon buildings, Walmarts, uh, retirement homes, all types of things. So you are off today 
Yes, I don't work on weekends. No weekends. You don't Weekday. work on weekends. Okay. Hmm. I was trying to see how I can get you to. I may have to do a Zoom or something because some of how you can give back is really mentoring. There are some gentlemen at Solid Foundation right now who can use your wisdom, having been in your, uh, you having been in their shoes at one point. Um, I think there's a lot that you can offer. And I think that too is an addition to your life. You know what I mean? Because when you're giving back and you're talking to people about the things that you've learned and you're talking to people about you know, just trying to make better decisions, better choices. Uh, they need you. Yes, ma'am. It's hard, hard to make, it's hard to make better decisions because it's a lot of burdens. It's a lot of burdens out here. You got friends, you got family, you got associates that will try to bring you down. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to just live in a court with life. I tried so much to hang around myself and hang around God because it's a it's a lot of wicked in this world. Yeah. Um, are you um, are you in counseling at all? Did you go to any counseling after everything happened? No, I want to go to counseling because I actually do need counseling. Okay, and I'm I lost my child. So I had to figure out life. And it was very hard because it was around the time that COVID was going on. Mm -hmm. It took me through a rough battle, but I'm honestly, thank God. I honestly thank God that I'm pulling myself out of it. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah, but you know what? You're able to talk about it. You are talking about it right now. That's healing. And I will, I will warn you up front. Usually after somebody does a podcast with me, they call me back and tell me how much healing happened as a result of having to talk about certain issues. And I'm like, you know, I usually get off. People think that this is just something that happens. But there's healing that's taking place, not just for you right now, but for other people who you will never know just because you are able to talk about it. And after this, the healing will take place weeks after this, you know, and it's healing for me too, because this is why I do what I do. I want men to take their rightful place in the earth. And I want mothers to do their part in not babying them and not, you know, there's, there's just certain things that a lot of mothers do because they love their sons so much, but we have to figure out when to step back. And your mother had to step back. I, I trust and believe she had to step back yeah. and just let you do you. Yeah. And once she stepped back, I reached for her wings. <laughs> I reached yeah. for her. Because you knew that she would be there, right? Yep. You knew she would be there. Mm. She said, nope, I can't beat her this time. You're going to have to handle that on your own, Tashi. And I looked. I'm like, 
did she just say that? And I had to deal with it on my own. I had to. So how did you feel at that moment when she said that? Did you feel like she's right? Or did you feel like that was wrong of her in this time of need? I need her right now. I felt like she was wrong. But at the same time, she was right. Because I threw it in her face so much. I, I can't wait to be grown. I can't wait to pay my own bills. I can't wait to do this, do that, do that. And she told me, as a man, they don't call on their mom. Hmm. As a man, when they want to do things on their own, they go out and do it. Hmm. It's no mom, can I do this? It's no mom, can I do that? They do it. It took me until I was 21 to realize, oh, yeah, can't call my mom. I got my own bills. I can't call her and say, hey, mom, can you help me out with some food? Because I got to feed myself. I got to understand life. I can't call my mom and be like, mom, I got to go shopping. I, I, all I got is water in my refrigerator. Now, it came to a point in time of my life where I was like, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to put food in my refrigerator this week or this month or however it, it occurred. I'm going to put food in my refrigerator this week. Next month, I might put socks on my feet. And it, 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 it built me up with her saying no that one time. Mm, Jesus. To the that person was, I that's am. That's what I want. You, <laughs> that's what I want mothers to hear. And it is so difficult, Tashin, for mothers to do that. Your mother might have said no and went in her bedroom and cried. It might have hurt her so bad to tell you no, because our nature is to save. Our nature is we don't want our children to go through, suffer, or any of that. Yep. And when we say no, just that one time, but here's the thing, moms, the earlier you say no, the better off your life will be and his too. Yep. Because he got that lesson when she said no. Yeah. If she would have said no a little bit earlier, I honestly believe I would have understood a lot of things more quicker because not just to blame it as I was a kid, I was a young man and I had my mom's hand throughout my life and mm. I was supposed to have her hand. Woo. So I had to look at life a lot different. And now that I look at my mom, I'm like, wow, mom, you, you, you was right there when I was getting in trouble, when I had bad days, good days, even the worst of the worst days, you was there. Now it's my time to be there for you because it's, I took you, I drove you and you carried me. So it's my time to carry you. And that's, that's probably one of the best things a mother can hear. Yeah. Did you say that to her? No. Do me a favor. Uh, I don't want you to call. I don't, well, I, don't want, I don't want to limit the time, but tell her that. Yes, ma'am. Tell her that. It will be another defining moment 
in your life and it will release so many chains for you and for her because she's in the healing process as well. And she's also trying to build another type of trust with you. You know what I mean? Your ability to make decisions, the right decisions. A lot of mothers that I work with, Tashin, they can't trust their son to make the right decisions. But it is because she has made so many of the decisions for him in his life that he doesn't even really know how to make a good decision. And when he makes a bad decision, she goes and saves him from it. Yep. And it is a tough thing to do. And that is why a lot of moms that have uh, men around, whether it's the biological father, stepfather, or another man who can say, don't do that for that boy. Let that boy grow up. A lot and of people don't have that. It's funny because my dad, my stepdad, he was actually like that. And I didn't understand him. I, I honestly did not understand him until I turned 21. Mm. When I turned 21, I thanked the man. I, I honestly, I, I, all I could do is thank the man. He called me one day. He was like, you need to go see your father. Out of my whole time living, I never heard the words come out of his mouth. Wow. And once he told me that, I honestly told him, I can't go see my father because my father is on the phone right now. Wow. And he smiled. He 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 got happy a little bit. And that's when our relationship changed because wow. at the time I realized I was fighting this man so much. Ooh. Man, fighting this man. Do you know why? Because I can't see my dad. And so my little, my little brother had his dad in his life. And me or my older siblings had our dad. So I was actually mad at my dad. I was mad at my dad. I was frustrated because he's not here. Mm -hmm. My mom's here, but my dad's not here. So a lot of my anger came from my dad not being here. And I took it out on my stepdad. And it wasn't his fault. And I thank him so much. Just he was holding on. Because, he, was yes. holding on. <laughs> he was holding on. When were you able to recognize that that's where your anger was coming from? At 21. Wow. At 21. I honestly, once we talked, once we got on the phone and he said, you need to go see your father, Tashin, I honestly told him, I said, I can't because you're on the phone. Like, I honestly can't. You took care of me my whole life. This man at the age of 13 told me, I might not graduate. I might not be nothing in life. And I'm like, this is my dad telling me this. I still remember the conversation like it was yesterday. This is my dad. I'm like, this is not my dad telling me this. I was talking about, I can't wait to go see my dad. I can't wait to do this, that, and the third with my dad. And he's telling me I won't be able to make it. I might not graduate. I actually wanted him to come to the graduation. 
I wanted to pay for him a ticket and everything. Not knowing at that time he was sick. I found out after I graduated. And it was, it was tough on me after I graduated. Mm-hmm. You know what, while we have that pause, it, it usually is tough on a lot of uh, young men after graduation, if they make it through the kind that we're talking about because of those decision-making skills. And you say it for so long, you couldn't wait to be grown. You couldn't wait to be grown. But what does that mean? See, now the reality of being grown steps in. Uh, I remember too, after graduation, you were the one of the students that we wanted to go into ministry and go to Africa to, you know, work there for a year and uh, be a part of uh, that program and you didn't want to go then I remember coming to your house I remember tracking you down and I have had to learn my lessons as well because actually now that I'm talking about that you are one of the students that taught me don't do that again don't do that again because I was tracking you down came to your house and your mother was calling you I don't know if you came home that day or not but you told us that you wanted to go to Africa, but you were not really making the gains to go. And so we were, you know, your mother said, well, he said he was going. We had even gotten you stuff. There was stuff in the room um, that your mother had got so that you could go to Africa. And uh, you didn't go. And the people from Africa were saying, hey, is the young man still coming? Is he still coming? And so that lesson to me was, I don't, I don't go back and forth with students anymore. I don't chase them down. If you show me, because that comes from having the ministry of helps as well, wanting to help so much. You know, I, there's a few lessons that I've had, which is another reason why I can say this uh, about mothers and say this to mothers because the young men that I work with, you know, those are my children. While you were there during that time, you were my child. You know, I take my students' lives very personal. You know, it's not just a student to me. And so I have had to back off. And I have, you were one of those teachers that I had that said, if a student shows you that he does not want to do something, don't try to make him do it and don't go after him. Take it for what you see it as. And so that's the same advice that I try to give mothers. Don't do it. Don't do it because you will get yourself hurt. And I was a little hurt that you did not go to Africa after saying that that's what you wanted to do. And so, uh, but, but this is a road. You know, we have two roads that we can travel. You can go this way, you can go that way. Some people have gone this way, thought it was the right way, ended up pregnant, wrong person, wrong female, and the road that leads this way, they never get to because they get stuck in this spot right here. And so that's why I'm saying, I want you to start ministering because I even want you to get out of the rat race, the rut, of going to work every day, just going to work because there's life beyond that. Yes, 
okay, now you're stable and you have a job, but now it's time to give back all that knowledge and all that pain and wisdom that you have now, honey, guess what? There's some other men, young men, just like yourself, about to go down that same exact road. And you, you could be put on this earth for that reason, to help, even if you can't stop them, you might stop somebody. Even if you get just one, it's a blessing. And I got some for you. <laughs> I got some for you who need to hear from a young man such as yourself. You're older than them, but you're still a young man. And there's so much more that life has for you. So I, I mean, there's a part of the Bible where it says, think it not strange when you go through these fiery trials, because it's really refining you. It's refining you to be who God has called you to be. And so I, I think that you're doing a great job in that. I mean, <laughs> he is refining you and he's doing, he's making, he's doing his perfect work in you. Yes, he is. And it seems like you're allowing him. The key is just don't forget. Don't forget. Ooh, uh, he took me to some dark places that I, I will never forget. <laughs> and he pulled me out of them. And I'm proud to say he pulled me out of them. And the thing is, Tachin, you let him pull you out. Because you have people who they get stuck right there and they're just like, no, they stay right in that spot forever. And, oh, and when you talk to them, the thing that happened, it sounds like it happened yesterday. And then you'll say, well, when did that happen? 20 years ago? What? <laughs> like, yeah, I thought you meant it happened last year or something. So you allowed him to pull you out. Hey, man. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Amen. Well, I guess we can wrap it up now. Um, is there anything else that you would like to say to our listeners, to our mothers in particular? And I think you've said a lot already for the mothers, but is there anything else that you didn't say or anything that you'd like to expand on? Prayer works. It works. It works in all ways, all shapes, all forms. It works. Prayer works. It works in mysterious ways too. Okay. Well, I'm gonna end this in prayer because I hear something coming. I want to. I'm gonna go ahead and end in prayer, but I'm gonna give you a call back. Right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for uh, Mr. Tashim today sharing his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on how to minister to the needs of mothers and how to get out of a rut. We thank you, oh God, for just all the fiery darts that have come his way, being able to extinguish them uh, based on your word. So we just thank you, oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory in each and every situation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. And then for those of you who would like to hear more of our podcast, make sure you go to, um, well, the link is under here, but you can also visit us on our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. And we just look forward to having you. Oh, and you can go on our Facebook group too, 
drlesslieinspires.com. And we also have a private Facebook group for more private and intimate conversations. So we thank you all for joining us on today and we will see you next time. Thank you, Tashim. All righty. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.